We are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Hello. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, Boondaball. What? Just fabulous. Hmm. Boondaball is some kind of language. French? German? It sounds. Maybe. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to episode 27. 27. Yeah, nice. Good count. Edgeen. It's going to get gross, people. Yeah, prepare yourselves. It's going to be a fucked up one. Not as much information as I would have liked to have had, to be honest. Yeah. He's he, So he's Probably a serial killer. Too much information. No, really. I mean, <laughs> he's a serial killer and he's notorious because of what he did. Mm-hmm. But he really didn't kill that many people. Like serial no, killer status. Pretty fucked up. He's sick. He's very sick. Sick. In the head. We're going to have to do... The only person I know that's... Grosser than him is Albert Fish. Oh, yeah. He's the Mac Daddy of He is sick. like, what the fuck's going on there? Yeah. He's We'll not have to do good. an episode on him, but yeah. bring your barf bags. Yeah. Because it is not good. Gross. Yeah. Okay. Well, before we get into Mr. Edgeen, we have some business to attend to. Mm-hmm. How many downloads we at? 9,222. Ooh, shit. Got about to hit that 10, baby. That's good. Holla. We almost there. We're doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Thank you to all for listening to us and our ramblings. Uh-huh. On an Insta, we need some work. I want to hit 5,000. 5,000. We're really close. We're at 3,730. Mm-hmm. But I think we can hit five. Mm-hmm. So do all you can out there, people. Bring a buddy and invite a friend or whatever the saying is. Tell your, tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your mom's friends. Yep. Tell your mom's friends' friends. They're, they tell your mom's friends' moms. Yeah, everybody. Everybody. Shout out from the rooftops. Everybody's mom. We are in the process. Actually, today we are going to announce the sticker giveaway mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. By the time you hear this, this will be old news. However, we're going to be doing a sticker giveaway every week in yep. October. Yep. Pew, pew. All the stickers. Because it's you our favorite holiday. And you get stickers. Yeah, Oprah. Do yeah, it. You you get them. Yeah. And then the other person gets them too. We're not. And then the other people also. We're not rich like Oprah though. So instead of like cars, we give stickers. Stickers, you know. But stickers are good. Yeah. Especially free ones. Yeah, those are like the best price. The best stickers. Mm-hmm. So that is our thank you to you guys. Yes. For listening and it, it being our favorite holiday. And from here on out, too, I'd like to do one giveaway a month. Yeah. Just like random like something different. Or, yeah, something. Like yeah. a tote bag. Mm-hmm. And get you a, like a phone case. Yeah. And get you anything you want. So we've been getting a lot of, like, this will come out afterward, but John Wayne Gacy is on the docket to release Monday, and we've had a lot of people wanting to listen to it and, like, a lot of, you know, buildup for this happening. And you know, you guys, you don't have to wait. True. You don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. You Waiting can get episodes one week early with our Patreon. True. For how much money? $5. $5. No, I lied. $2. $2. $2. But if you want to pay $5 and be real cool, yeah. be in the Cool Kids Club, Yeah. you get the episode a week early and a bonus episode every single Friday. Yeah. So, like, our bonus episode this week is going to be on haunted hotels. Mm-hmm. Top 20. Top 20. Top 20. Into Earth. Into Earth. Also, so you know it's going to be good. You get, for the $2 one, you get a 10% discount to the store, and the $5 one, you get a 20% discount to the store. That's big savings, folks. So, you're saving money while you're listening to your favorite podcast. Yeah. It's a win-win. It is a deal. It is. I mean, maybe the best deal. Probably, yeah. I in the world. The one, yeah, yeah. The best one. There's a poll. Yeah, we won. Win. We won. Yeah. <laughs> Don't search that. We just Don't search it. it. Yeah. It's not true, but we like to believe it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, you, what is the saying? Fake it till you make it? Yeah, or the other saying, you, when you, people you say it, it's true. Yeah, that's a lot of same. liars say that's that, I feel. I don't think so. That's the <laughs> truth. That's I don't think old, I've ever heard that. old time you saying. Oh, okay. You say it, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely one another. Man, good, good. And that is patreon.com slash mysteryhistorypodcast. Yes, or you could go to mysteryhistorypodcast.com, yep. and there's a link there that you can subscribe. Yep. If you don't want to get all the extra things, you could also get us a coffee. Mm-hmm. You buy us a coffee. Yep. A Ko-Fi. 
ko-fi.com, and then search Mystery History Podcast. Yeah, we on there. We there. We like coffee. We do. True. I do. I'm not really much of like a... Would you... Are you a pumpkin spice kind of guy? Never had it. What? Nope. I mean, I like it. I'm more... You're either a pumpkin spice person or you're an apple... Apple cider. I do like apple cider. Me too. I would much rather have apple cider. But I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, I like pumpkin pie too. I never had a pumpkin spice though. It's okay. Can't bring myself to order it. I mean, I'll get it. No. I can be a basic bitch a lot. Mm, True. But (laughs) if I had to choose, they should make apple cider coffee. That would be good. Apple cider already. Yeah, but but you can make it in coffee form. Just put caffeine in it. Yeah. That's the only reason people drink coffee, really. True. So just put caffeine inside the apple cider. I'm there. That might be a million-dollar idea. I'm there for it. Trademark that. Don't don't steal our ideas. Yeah, don't do it. Uh, So we already kind of talked about our website. On there, you can also buy the merch that you have coupons for if you join our Patreon. Mm -hmm. We got all kinds of goodies. We We got shirts, hoodies, sweaters. Yeah. Blankets, pillows. Tote bags. Tote bags. Stickers, more stickers, coffee cups. Coffee cups, 11 ounce or a 15 ounce. True, get your caffeine. Get the big one. You know you need it. You need no 11 ounce. Uh, Oh, shit. Yeah, Jordan and I just, he bought a sweater and I bought a sweatshirt. Yeah, they're real soft. They are real super soft. The sweater is like, mm. Super soft. Chef's kiss. What? You never done that before? (laughs) I do that all the time. I thought it was an Italian thing, not a chef's kiss. Chef. Is that what they call it? Chef's kiss. No. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. You're a liar. Okay. Anyway. Very cool. Chef's kiss. You've no. never heard that. It's like molto bene. Yeah. It's when Italian. You, well, yeah, it's Italian when you say fucking Italian word in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dummy. Do chefs do that a lot? Yeah, yeah, every time. Do they wash their hands afterwards? I do it after I make pizza rolls. Do they, do they wash their hands? Yeah, Because they're kissing their fingers and mm. then touching your food. Probably not. Oh, chefs. Make, tell us. Tell us what you do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to give one more thing and then we're done bantering for right now. Yeah, we'll get way back into that. Yeah, there'll be some. But okay. So my good friend Evan opened up his own business. And it's called Sweet Teas Cakes and Crafts. Now, Sweet Teas, that's a good play on words. That is. I like that. Because he makes cakes and shirts. So Hmm. he does teas. And cakes. And we should probably, it's spelled S-W-E-E-T-E-E-S. Two T's. Two T's. Sweeties. But when you say sweeties, it doesn't sound like it's spelled. No. So you got to tell people. True, correct. So yeah. I'll, anyway. I'll do it for you. Don't worry. He makes, like I said, <laughs> cakes, t-shirts, and other crafts. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, or you can email him. And I'm going to spell this out. Mm, nice. Sweet cakes and crafts at yahoo.com is S W E E T T E E S C A K E S. You good? You can do it. You're halfway there. And crafts. Okay. Well, you just gave up. But yeah. <laughs> at <you> yahoo.com. <laughs> All right. Now we're going to see that one through. I thought wrong. All That's right. Very super cool. long. It is. Uh, but they're based out of Columbus, Ohio. But I'm sure if you're not in Ohio, he would probably not ship you a cake, but he could probably get on the t-shirt shipping business. You can ship cakes. I don't know if he does, but you can. I don't feel like he's there yet. Maybe. One day. One day. Keep your, Something follow to look forward him and, to. Follow him and keep your eyes open. Yeah. But yeah, give him, give him a like and tell him that Mystery History Podcast sent him. Y'all. Okay. Do you got cool. anything else to say? I don't believe so, no. Okay, should we get should we get into it? Yes. Okay. Buckle up, people. You it's, go ahead and tell us about Hagin. So, are you people ready? I don't think you're ready. Here it's about to get murdery. Cray, cray. All right. So, Edward Theodore Gein was born August 27th, 1906 in La Crosse, Wisconsin. His parents were George Philip Gein and Augusta Wilhelmine Gein. That's a tongue twister. Wilhelmine Gein. Wilhelmine Gein. Uh, He had a brother, Henry George Gein, who was five years older than him. Uh, George and Augusta never got along. George was an alcoholic who would never keep a job. He worked as a carpenter, tanner, and an insurance salesman. Pretty broad spectrum. It is. He is a jack of all trades. Yes. He owned a local grocery store for a few years, but then sold the business, and the family left the city to live on a 155-acre farm in Plainfield, Wisconsin, 
That was in the middle of nowhere. And this house is pretty nice. It is pretty nice. It's very, very nice. Especially for the time period. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it is big. Um, So the boys left the farm only to go to school, and Augusta kept them isolated. Ed spent most of his time doing chores around the farm. Uh, His mother was a very religious Lutheran. She preached constantly to the boys about innate immortality of the world, the evil of drinking, and her belief that all women except herself were promiscuous and the instruments of the devil. Not a fan. No. I'm not a fan. I like how it's all everyone except her. Of course. I'm an angel, but everybody else is. Whenever I was researching this, all I could think of was in um, Waterboy. Mm. My mom said. My mom said. (laughs) (laughs) Women's is the devil. Yeah. Every afternoon she read to them from the Bible, uh, mostly from the Old Testament, about death, murder, and divine retribution. Of course, because those are the good ones. Yeah. Oh, those stuff's boring. Sure. So, <laughs> so in a- April 1st, 1940, George Gein died of a heart failure caused by his alcoholism at 66. Mm. And if you remember what you just said, yeah. she don't like alcohol, like alcoholics. It's not good. No. So she hates her husband, hmm. pretty much. Henry and Ed began doing odd jobs around town to help with money for the bills since... Their dad passed. The brothers were noted as reliable and honest by the residents, and they both did work as handymen, but Ed liked to babysit for parents in the neighborhood and seemed to relate more to children than adults. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Henry began dating a divorced mother of two and planned to move in with her, but he was worried about his brother's attachment to their mom and often said bad things in front of Henry. Um, or I'm sorry, the in front of Ed, who would act shocked and hurt. So he was trying to rile him up and see what he could get away with talking bad about their mama. Hmm. In May 16th, 1944, Henry and Ed were burning away some weeds on the property, and the fire got out of control, and they actually had to call the local fire department. By the end of the day, the fire had been extinguished, and everyone had gone home, but Ed couldn't find his brother, and he reported it to the authorities. Search party with lanterns and flashlights searched for Henry, and they found him dead, lying face down. Wow. Apparently, he'd been dead for some time, and the cause of death was heart failure, so it had nothing to do with the fire. It happened before the fire. Oh. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh, shoot. Well, that's awful. Yeah. Someone reported that Henry had bruises on his head, but the police dismissed the possibility of foul play, and the coroner officially announced his death as asphyxiation. 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 Ass. Ass. Fix. Fix. Eation. Shation. Okay. <laughs> Authorities believed it was an accident and no autopsy was performed. Some later believed that Ed killed his brother and it was the Cain and Abel aspect of the case. Rough. Rough. I'd never kill you, I tell you. Appreciate that. You're welcome. I might kill you. So. Huh. Well, now you know, folks. <laughs> if I ever end up you missing. You definitely have told me you were going to kill me before when we were little. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I probably told you that yesterday. Yeah. I tell you that all the time. Yeah, it just keeps you on my toes, you know. Right. You never exciting. know when it's <laughs> going to happen. Looking on my shoulder. Like, oh, not today. Uh, <laughs> now it was just Ed and Augusta all alone in this big farmhouse. Uh, Augusta had paraly- a paralyzing stroke shortly after the death of Henry, and Gein devoted herself- himself to taking care of her. Sometime in 1945, Ed said that he and his mother visited a man named Smith, who lived nearby, to purchase straw. Augusta witnessed Smith beating his dog. A woman inside the house screamed at Smith to stop, but he beat the dog to death. Terrible. Yeah, that makes me sad. Um, Augusta had became extremely upset, not by the death of the dog, but the woman who was yelling. Um, Augusta told Ed that the woman was not married to Smith, so she had no business being there, and called her Smith's harlot. Rough. Man. What about the dog, man? This is a bitch. Can I just say that? <laughs> this is a bitch. <laughs> I agree. I'd have to agree. That's a t-shirt. Yeah. This is a bitch. No, Augusta. She's a bitch. But that'd be funny if you just had a shirt that said, this is a bitch. (laughs) Walking around. (laughs) That'd be pretty fucking funny. Uh, Make a note of that. We'll see that on the store soon. Yes. All right. Uh, Augusta had a second stroke soon after this, and her health went downhill fast. She died on December 29th, 1945, at the age of 67. Ed was devastated by her death and was now completely alone. That is sad. It is. But. Because he's devoted his whole life to this his mom and doesn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. And 
would and that house is pretty big. Yeah, but it's all his now. I know. So what he decided to do was work hard and keep the farm by doing odd jobs. He boarded up the rooms actually used by his mother. So he boarded up the upstairs, the downstairs parlor, and the living room, and nobody touched them after she passed away. The rest of the house was cluttered and dirty, and Ed actually lived in a small room next to the kitchen. He became interested in reading pulp magazines and adventure stories, most of those involving cannibals or Nazis. Now, pulp magazine, I had to look that up because I had no idea what it was. Basically, it's just like an old-time magazine that they called it pulp magazine because it's the pulp from the wood. And they're hmm. like real thick pages. That's interesting. Yeah, and I mean, I can get down with, with Ed on this. I like stories involving cannibals and Nazis, too. I was going to make fun of that, but yeah, I guess. I mean. Who doesn't? If you broke into my house and looked at my book collection. <laughs> I think I've said this on a previous episode. You used to have Mein Kampf next to the Bible. So. True. Pretty sure that's like illegal. It was just a odd placement. I didn't mm, think that one through, probably. Nope. nope. <laughs> Pretty sure that's like <laughs> definitely legal. Yeah, probably. They were, so cop walked in there, take her to jail. It's a terrible book, take I'll tell you that. Mind comp. Uh, anyway, so Ed started receiving a f- farm <laughs> subsidy from the government in 1951, and he continued to do handyman work. He occasionally worked for the road and crop threshing crews to earn extra money. Sometime between 1946 and 1956, he sold 80 acres of his brother's Henry's land because obviously Henry's not going to use it. True. She so might as well get that money. It <laughs> uh, <laughs> was ruthless. I synced. December 8th, 1954, Ed went to a tavern. He had been there several times before in Pine Grove, Wisconsin, and he walked outside. Er, waited outside, excuse me, until all the customers had left. As he walked in, Mary Hogan, who was a barmaid, told him that they were closed, but Ed said nothing and walked over to her side of the bar. Um, he pulled out a 32 caliber pistol, put it up to her head, and fired. She Yikes. died instantly. Um, he dragged her body. This is kind of crazy. He dragged her body out to a sled where he then drug her back to his farm, and it took him hours. Wow. That's premeditation, if I've ever seen it. Well, yeah. Having a sled. But, hmm, that's so weird. What do you mean? The whole thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I'm just like the sled. That, why? Uh, I mean, he was... had a car. I don't know why. Exactly. That's Maybe what... to, like, keep him off the trail. It didn't show that. I don't know. Maybe don't, he yeah. walked there. But he had to walk there with a sled, just an empty sled. So it doesn't make it. I mean, but he probably walked about, through the woods, not like on the road. So if yeah, his car maybe. would have been there, maybe it would have placed him at the crime. Mm. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> the weirdest part about this story is not the sled. It said he killed a person. But <laughs> right, why are you focused on the sled? Sled's Nothing really, makes sense. Sled's really throwing me off here. <laughs> So the next day, the police found a bullet cartridge matching a 32 caliber pis- pistol. Well, pistol Pete. Pistol. And found overturned furniture and a pool of blood behind the bar. Police did not find her body or anything missing from her apart- apartment. <laughs> a pup apart. <laughs> Why did I have such a hard time talking? Oh, damn. My favorite part of the week. So, he, <laughs> so the case was closed and it wasn't identified as a murder. So that's really bad police work. Yeah, I feel like they're just like, yeah, if there's know. blood and a bullet casing, yeah, she's fine. Murder. Yeah. She's fine. She just fell. Poor Mary. Yeah, again, we don't mean any disrespect to any victims. No. I think like we should start saying that more because we do joke around a lot, but it's like. Maybe we should put like a disclaimer up. We should probably say it at the beginning of the episode, but we yeah. have nothing but respect for all these people and all their families. So yeah. we don't mean any disrespect. Just these these people that hurt them are ugh, yeah. frustrating. Especially the ones that, a lot of times you read about people that, like uh, John Wayne Gacy, like he was in police custody and let him go. Yeah, so and is Ted Bundy. And that's when he, yeah, that's when they go out and kill people. And it's yeah, just like, it, it could have been, been so stopped. avoided. Yep. Um, November 16th, 1957, Bernice Warden, owner of a Plainfield hardware store, uh, disappeared. A resident stated that the hardware store's truck had not been driven out of the rear of the building around, or it had been driven, I'm sorry out of the rear of the building around 9.30 a.m., and the store had been closed the entire day. 
Deer hunting was a big deal, so many thought they had closed for the season. Bernice's son, Deputy Sheriff Frank Warden, entered the store around 5 p.m. to find the store's register open and bloodstains on the floor. So this is something that isn't in our notes, but I guess prior, like a week prior to this day, Ed was in the hardware store and Frank was in there as well. Mm. And they were talking about how Frank was going to be going deer hunting. Oh. So, so for Ed, yeah, she would be alone. And then they knew that the son wouldn't be back anytime soon. He'd have plenty of time. Hmm. And then the the red the stealing of the money was more just to kind of throw him off, I guess. Like it was make a it, robbery. Yeah, make it not look like a murder. Yeah. So, hmm. fun fact. Interesting. Frank told investigators that Gein had been in the store the night before his mother's disappearance and that he would return the next morning for a gallon of antifreeze. A sales slip for the gallon of antifreeze was the last receipt written by Warden on the same day she disappeared. On that evening, Ed was arrested at West Plainfield Grocery Store in the Washara, I would believe that's what that says, County Sheriff's Department searched the Gein farm. Yeah, because Frank knew as soon as this happened, he immediately suspected Ed. Oh, yeah. And it, I mean... He's obviously not a smart man because he's, like, killing people. But I was like, how dumb are you to buy the antifreeze that has your name on it mm-hmm. and then kill and rob the person? And I don't think, like, sometimes killers think that they're too smart and that nobody would suspect them. But I don't think Ed, that was Ed. I think he just... He didn't really think about it. He didn't really it. think about it. Yeah. No. Weird. Okay. Here's this, where it gets nasty. Is, yeah, buckle up. <laughs> So upon searching the farm, a sheriff's deputy discovered Warden's decapitated body in a shed. She was hung upside down by her legs with a crossbar at her ankles and ropes at her wrist. Her torso was dressed out like a deer. So she was just open. open yeah. And she'd been shot with a twenty-two caliber rifle. Luckily, the mutilations had been done after she was dead. So that, if there is any blessing to this, it's that she didn't. It's probably a quick death. Yeah, thankfully. she didn't feel any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, so this is what they found inside the house. Okay? <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. Deep breath, deep breath, deep breath. Don't okay, throw up, don't throw up, go. don't throw up. Don't All right. Up. <laughs> a whole, hum- um, whole human bones and fragments, a waste basket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on his bedpost, Female skulls, some of the tops sawn off. Jesus. Bowls made from human skull. Ew. Could you imagine? Ew. A no, corset, I couldn't imagine. Thanks a for corset, <laughs> A corset made from female torso, skinned from shoulders to waist. Leggings made from the human leg skin. Oh, that just God. made me get all, like, goosebumpy. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Mary Hogan's face, mask, and a paper bag. Mary Hogan's skull in a box, Bernice Warden's entire head in a burlap sack, Bernice Warden's heart in a plastic bag in front of Gaines' pot-bellied stove, nine vulvas in a shoebox, a young girl's dress and the vulvas of two females judged to have been about 15 years old, a belt made from female human nipples, four noses, a pair of lips on a window shade drawstring, a lampshade made from the skin of a human face, fingernails from female fingers. Jesus. Whoa. I need a second. That's Let's take a, a breath, people. Cow. So that's a lot of yeah. stuff going on. Could you imagine just being like a cop and like, yeah, I'm just going to go check this place out and then walk in there and seeing all that? Be no, like, that would ruin your life. Fuck? Yeah. That would ruin your life. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And that's like in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know how the mm. cops go in and it's like that yeah, yeah. sound of the camera. Yeah. How terrible. And, like, I'm sure that happens hopefully never in your lifetime. But I'm sure there's some shit that you see that you don't want to see. Oh, yeah. All the time. Yeah. I'm but sh- never probably to, like, this magnitude. I no, that's pretty fucked. <laughs> I like the camera sound. Pyeah. Nailed it. Okay. Very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know y'all are like, dang, that's good. Pretty Texas Chainsaw like, Massacre. Are you guys playing the movie? Man. <laughs> I do not own the rights. That is like. Okay. It's a little side note. That's like the coolest opening to a movie ever. Yeah. Like the police yeah. footage. And like they're pulling out the fingernails from the walls. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that and then it comes back to it at the end. 
Yeah. Real fucking cool. That movie's fan. That's like one of my top five horror movies. Well, we'll the talk remake. about it. The remake. So you don't like the original? I mean, the original's good, but that one dude, one character, is so annoying. The, the one in the wheelchair. Oh. He didn't last very long. Yes, he does. The guy in the wheelchair? Yeah. No, oh, he no, doesn't. he's the first one to die, isn't he? <laughs> but when he's on screen, he's, he ruins it. <laughs> I mean, it's a while before anything really yeah, kind of happens. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like. But I don't like that guy in the van. Oh, the original dude? Or like, like the the, uh, the crazy the guy. guy they pick up? Yeah. The tiger? That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like is in like the second one and third one and all that. Oh, is he? He's the dude that's in like Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses and all that. What guy is he? He's like the guy with long hair who looks like Charles Manson. No. Yeah, same dude. No. I swear. Nope. Promise you. Forget his name off the top of my head, but yeah. I'm probably going to win. You want to bet? Let's yeah, Google let's it. bet. Let's bet it. What are we betting? Let's see. Million. IMDb. A million dollars. While you're IMDb-ing, I'm going to be, I'm going to continue, okay, real quick. Hang on, I'm, I'm there already. Oh, you're there. Fast fingers. I'm fucking fast. Hang on one second. I'm almost there, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. Okay, who's the winner, guys? Who do you think it's going to be? It's going to be me. What is going on with this keyboard? Right, right. It's the keyboard's fault. Mm-hmm. Fucking keyboard. Let's see. Yeah, 1974. You're wrong. I heard people, like, when they started playing this movie in, like, theaters, like, people would, like, leave because they were terrified. And then they had to pull it from theaters because, like, they thought it was, like... uh, Real? Yeah, like, people were getting, like, so afraid. It was, like, Hmm. Edwin Neal. Yeah, that's wrong. Let's see. Oh. Maybe... (laughs) Oh, he's in a lot of shit. Yeah, but not the House of a Thousand Corpses. Tell you that, rat meow. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> what am I Sweet victory, of? man. You know how much I love being right. I really love it. I don't like you. It's maybe my top five favorite things. I don't like you very much. It's okay. Don't ever try to tell me something again. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Okay, let's moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Moving Sorry. On. Side note. Sidebar. Okay, I won. So, when questioned, Gain told investigators between 1947 and 1952 he had made 40 visits to three local graveyards and exhumed recently buried bodies in a daze-like state. So he wasn't really, you know, he was just in a dreamy dig-up body state. He said that on 30 of those visits, he came out of the days while he was in the cemetery and left the grave in good working order. (laughs) Good working order, I guess, just like don't fucking touch it. (laughs) And returned home empty handed. On the other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle aged women he thought looked like his mother, took their bodies home, tanned their skins and made things out of them. Like we discussed, like chairs and lampshades. Um, he admitted to stealing from nine graves and led investigators to all their locations. Alan Wilamowski? Yep. Uh, the state crime lab went to three of the graves Ed named to see if his story was true. The test graves were exhumed because authorities weren't sure if Gein was able to dig up a grave by himself in a single evening. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, they were found, as Gein described, two of the exhumed graves were found empty. One had a crowbar in the place of the body. One casket was empty. One casket Gein failed to open uh, when he lost his pry bar, and most of the body was gone from the third grave. Yet Gein had returned the rings and some body parts of the body. Wow. That's weird. So he's like, I don't need these. That's, yeah. You can have these back. But how weird is that to make a return trip just to put stuff back in the grave? I mean, how weird is it to go to the grave in that, the first place? Probably the weirder part. However, of the story, to be honest. I'm sure they wanted to make sure that this was true. If not, there'd been so many other more people he would have killed to get all of these parts for his yeah. creations. Ugh. Yeah. Soon after the death of his mother, Gein began creating a woman's suit so that he could become his mother to literally crawl into her skin. Ew. Gein denied having sex with the bodies he exhumed because they smelled too bad. <laughs> wow. That is an actual quote. Yep. Um, during the state crime lab interrogation, Gein admitted to shooting Mary Hogan to death. A 16-year-old youth whose parents were friends with Gein and attended 
ball games and movies with him, reported that Gein kept shrunken heads in his house. And Gein said that the relics were from the Philippines that had been sent to him from a cousin who had served in the islands during World War II. Upon investigation by police, they these were determined to be heads uh, or wait, human facial skins, carefully peeled from the corpses and used by Gein as masks. Ew. Ugh. Okay. Oh. Let me take you back. Okay. To before all this broke wide open. I'm nervous. Okay. You have children. And you're like, hey, Ed, can you come over and watch little Susie and Tommy for a couple hours? And I'm sure he's like, oh, yeah, sure. And then this breaks open, and you're like, what? <laughs> and the hell. Yeah. That's How, like, terrifying. Ugh. Mm. How do you get ugh, over that? Ugh. Ugh. Never get a babysitter again. Never. Tell you what. I mean, not to be like, what's the word? Sexist. Yeah. Or And, like, what's the other word? I don't know. judging mind. people for the way they look. Judgy? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I would never probably let a man no. watch my children. No, I yeah, completely agree. And I don't Even know like why that is. Well, because they can take advantage of. I mean, women can too, but and it's that's the, so like I don't know. You just they're not as maternal, nurturing. Yeah, and it's just like yeah, it's very it's weird. Men do most crimes. I feel yeah, like. <laughs> I feel like this is the reason. Plus, there's like other. I don't want to get too graphic, but. Yeah. Like a kid. I just don't. Yeah. Be not I would, good. I would never trust a man. No. Even like being a man. Even if I was like, I don't know. Probably if it was somebody I knew probably. Like close friends with. Yeah. That's it. Not yeah, just like, like, I wouldn't like get a babysitter off like the internet. Right. Like one of your friends. Yeah, like yeah. Kyle or Tommy or something. Yeah. Like if they wanted to watch Evie, I'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just some How much do you need? Like, yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, no, not some, I don't know. It's just weird to think about. It is. But I'm sure they thought the same thing, that they knew this dude. Yeah, true, true. I don't know. It's just creepy old dudes wanting to watch young children. Yeah, something's not right there. No, No. be a handyman (laughs) or something. Gein was then considered the suspect in a few other unsolved cases in Wisconsin, like the 1953 disappearance of Evelyn Hartley, a lacrosse babysitter, and 8-year-old Georgia Weckler who disappeared in 1947. Gein passed two lie detector tests, and police found no trace of Evelyn or George's remains during the search of the house. During questioning, Washar County Sheriff Art Schkeely assaulted Gein, Gein, sorry, Gein. I always want to say Gein, Why? Gein, by banging his head and face into a brick wall, which meant that Gein's initial confession was ruled inadmissible because you can't beat the shit out of people, no matter how much you want Unfortunately, to. Unfortunately, yeah. Because I totally get it. Um, Shuley died of a heart attack at age 43 in 1968 before Gaines' trial ever started. Many who knew him said that he was traumatized by the horror of Gaines' crimes and the fear of having to testify about assaulting him. Which, I mean, you know, you most I know there's a lot of stuff between police officers and some of them are bad or whatever, but I believe 99% of them are good people. Mm-hmm. I do, yeah. And he just let this one get to him, and he probably felt like he might have messed up this whole investigation because he couldn't have controlled himself, and Gein saying that he did all these things now that can't be used. So I'm sure that that did weigh heavy on him. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of his friends close to him said that he was a victim of Ed Gein as surely as if he had butchered him. So he couldn't get it out of his mind. Psychologically, yeah. That's terrible. November 21st, 1957, Gein was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder in Washura County Court. He pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. I feel like this one, maybe he was crazy. Yeah, I would say if you're trying to make a suit to be your mother, Mm -hmm. I could say you're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Gein was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent and not fit for trial. He was sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane, now is the Dodge Correctional Institution, a max security facility in Waupon, Wisconsin, and later transferred to Mendonda State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. 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 Eleven years later, in 1968, doctors determined Gein was mentally able to confer with counsel and participate in his defense. The trial began... 
November 7th, 1968, and lasted one week. A psychiatrist, well, psychi- psychiatrist testified that Gein had told him that he did not know whether the killing of Bernice was intentional or accidental. Gein uh, had told him that he had examined the gun at Warden's store. The gun went off, killing Warden. Gein testified that he tried to load a bullet into the rifle and it discharged. He said he did not aim the rifle at Warden and did not remember anything else that happened that morning. Why you be loading bullets in a gun in a store, though? Yeah, I feel like that's you know, not a lot of It's do not that. a gun range. No. And the whole 11 years thing, like, you can wait forever for somebody to automatically, like, become sane. Yeah, I don't know how. That is weird. That's a long time. It's and weird I, that yeah, all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, he's okay now. And I feel like at that point, if you were really insane at the point that you were doing the murders it doesn't really matter if you're sane now because no you, already you, yeah you did it already i don't know but i mean maybe they can try you as like a normal person right even though you did it while you were crazy yeah i don't, I don't know. know how that works that's either. weird that is very confusing if anybody knows tell us please somebody's a lawyer out there yeah i need to know at the request of the defense gain's trial was held without a jury um, with Judge Robert H. Golmer proceeding, Gein was found guilty by Golmer on November 14th. A second uh, trial um, dealt with Gein's sanity. After testimony by doctors for the prosecution and defense, Golmer ruled Gein was not guilty by reason of insanity and ordered him to be committed to the Central State Hospital for the criminally insane. Gein spent the rest of his life in that mental hospital. Judge Golmer wrote, Due to pro- prohibitive costs, Gein was only tried for one murder, that of Miss Warden. He was also he also admitted to killing Mary Hogan. So I guess it doesn't really. I mean, I feel like for the family though, that's important for them to be mm-hmm. like closure, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. To pay for what they did to your loved ones. Yeah, it is kind of messed up. But it's like we couldn't, we didn't have the money to try the other one. Yeah, that's kind of that yeah. would feel shitty. I mean, even though he'd probably not get any more or less time, but. But I mean, it's weird how they, he's only. Like, he was found guilty for the one, but he admitted to the other one. Right. So it's like, it's where you couldn't just automatically throw that on top of it. Right, just add it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's strange. But that's probably just some weird law thing where you have to be tried for it to be found guilty. Ed's house and 195 acres were appraised at $4,700, which today is the equivalent of $35,000. Everything was scheduled to be auctioned on March 30th, 1958. And the house was becoming kind of a tourist attraction for the locals. They were going to see what they could see. Mm. Early on March 20th, the house was actually destroyed by a fire. A garbage fire had been set 75 feet away from the house by the cleaning crew, which was initially thought of as the cause of the house burning down. But there was no way that this fire could have transferred to the house. It was too far away. The cause of the fire was never determined, but arson was suspected. Mm-hmm. And when Gain was told about it, he's just shrugged and said, just as well. I've read a lot of things, too, about the townspeople. Burning it down. Yeah, because they were sick of people coming to their town. Oh, I bet. That's how that, their town was famous. For so, that. For, yeah, like, the so, worst thing ever. So they were like, yeah, we're done with it. So they, I've heard, like, it's like the whole town basically went there and did it. I bet. So it's like, there's probably, like, police officers, too, and they're just like... Oh, we don't know. We don't know, know what happened. It's yeah. crazy. I would, yeah, I don't, don't blame them. Because, no. you know, why would you want that just sitting there as like a... Well, and then you get people like Zach Baggins who probably buy it. Yeah, it's weird. And then I'd have to go visit. Oh, my. And it'd be just weird. But no, I totally get that you don't want your town to be known for that. <laughs> yeah, so I read multiple things saying that that's probably what happened. Like yeah. The townspeople just did the... So, Gaines... gain. Gein. Get, get over it, man. Man. Figure it out. Tighten up. I don't like it. <laughs> His 1949 Ford sedan, which was used to haul the bodies of the victims, was sold at public auction for 760 bucks, which in today's money is 5,676 bucks, which is pretty cheap. Yeah, it's not really that much. I feel. It's weird. 760 bucks. It seems so cheap. For, like, uh-huh. Could you imagine going like for back in like car. the 40s is like with a thousand bucks being like, I'll take the finest one you got. Right. <laughs> it's so strange. So this car was bought by a guy named Bunny Gibbons. He was a carnival sideshow person and he charged people 25 cents admission. That's sick. To see it. I mean, but you is would it see though? it. You would see it. I w- it's interesting. It's as sick really, as it though. is, it is interesting. 
But why, though? I don't know. I don't know why I'm like this. <laughs> broken. <laughs> I want to go to the Death Museum yeah, in California broken. so bad. And they got all kinds of shit, bad things people did. It is, well, I mean, that's kind of like the whole true crime like genre. It's, like, it's, it's just so like not normal that people are so drawn to it. And that's it. It's, like, it's just, it's so... Uh, how can people do exactly, this? Yeah, it's kind of just like fascinating yeah. the way the... People's brains can work. Right. Because we're all wired. Like, technically, we all have the same parts, but everybody's so different. And, like, to put yourself in their shoes and be like, how could you, a person, do this to someone else? Just turn it off. Like, it's, just your humanity and it just be a free-for-all. Yeah, the psychology of it's very interesting, but I wouldn't want to see something dead people have been inside of. Like, okay. Taken against their will. Like, so let's do a poll. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll put a, I'll put a thing up on Instagram when this drops. Yeah. Number one, would you pay 25 cents to see the car? Yes or no? Okay. I bet we're going to get a lot of yeses. Okay. People. We'll put that on there. We'll yeah. that next Monday. Yeah. Whenever this comes out. Next so. Monday. Be there or be square. Yep. Because I'd totally pay. I'd pay 50 cents. I'd pay 26 cents. <laughs> um, Ed died at the Mendona Mental Health Institute due to respiratory failure. Failure. <laughs> Man, you really fall off at the end of the failure. I'm getting tired, okay? <laughs> Secondary to lung cancer. On I don't really know what that means. Probably um, due to lung cancer, he had respiratory was, failure. Yeah, was, that's weird. Yeah, that is kind of a weird way to word it. But. On July 26th at, on I'm sorry, he died <laughs> July 26, 1984, and he was 77 years old. That's a pretty long life. It is. Over the years, people would go to his grave and chip pieces from it until the whole stone actually was stolen in 2000. Wow. That's pretty ballsy. I feel like those are heavy. Oh, yeah. In 2001, it was rediscovered in Seattle and placed in storage at the Washera County Sheriff's Department. The gravesite now is unmarked. But he is buried between his parents and I'm his brother. S- I'm surprised they put up a grave site, like a stone in the first place. Yeah, you don't really see very many of these. No. It's, well, it's like the house. People go to it to like... Memorialize yeah, it. Yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah. That's like with like uh, like terrorists and stuff. They don't bury them. They like bury them at sea mm-hmm. so that they don't have like a place people can go to. Well, yeah, huh? Yeah, like uh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. He was like buried at sea. So they basically just throw them over the side of a ship. So that way people can't go and, like, party on his grave or just, like, meet. That's crazy, though, too. Why? Just throwing somebody out to sea. Yeah, but the guy's a pretty bad guy. No, totally. <laughs> I feel like we should have burned him first. Well, it's like a... Because you don't want a shark to eat him. He's bad. I'm sure he's definitely gone by now. I know. That's just weird. Throw chucking a whole body out to see. I wonder if they like chop them up first. No, that's way worse. That's gross. Okay, so <laughs> what if you go what if you go on like a deep sea expedition? <laughs> What'd you do? My shoulder. Oh, you're old. I know. Uh, okay. You go on a deep sea and you just see a body? Yeah, like you, what if you caught it in a net? They don't. That was gone. I don't know. I don't believe I was reading all this. I forget I was reading one of these articles. About I forget which episode it was, but they said like a human body decomposes like seventy five percent faster in water, so it's like gone like within like a month. It'd probably be gone. I don't know. I don't like it. Well, then you have fish eating it. Yeah. So I mean, I still don't like it. Why? What do you mean? Would what you if rather it found him? itself to a shore? I just feel like you burn them. No, that's like deep, deep, like middle of the ocean. Like it's not going. You're not gonna see it. Like the Bermuda Triangle. Like no, like the middle of like. The Pacific Ocean. I don't know. I just don't like it. I don't like it. Hmm. I feel like they should be burned and then scattered. Okay. I don't know why. I just don't (laughs) like bodies floating in the ocean where I'm swimming. (laughs) Well. You think about it that way? You ever get a little bit of water from the ocean in your mouth? Yeah, there's... Osama bin Laden. Dead things are in the... (laughs) 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 Osama water. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. Yeah, but there's so many dead things in the ocean. I know. Think about how many fish just, die every day. You just don't like to think about it. Nope. You really don't want an Osama in your mouth. No. That's just gross. Not never. Never, ever. Never, ever. America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's pretty much Mr. Gein. 
Nice pronunciation. Gain. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not natural. Heavy I like gain. G. No. Gain. Like my laundry detergent. Okay. That's sick. Yeah, it is. <laughs> anyway. I can Photoshop that. <laughs> no, don't do it. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to talk about, he actually, so, so he was a serial killer, they say. He really only was tried for two murders, and he murdered them, obviously, because his head, their heads were, like, in his house. Pretty yeah, solid evidence. But mostly, he was just a grave robber mm-hmm. who then made weird shit out of people's bodies. And he's got all this notoriety, mostly because of the weird, like, lamps and seat covers and things like the that. The one that always sticks out in my head is the nipple belt. It's pretty the nipple fucking belt. gross. Yeah, I mean... Ugh. Where are you going to wear that out to? <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what occasion? It's like hey, that man, nipple belt so is the one. This shirt. <laughs> I got the shoes to match. What the, the fuck? The nipple shoes. But, so strange, man. But a lot of what he did spawned a lot of create, creative minds to make movies and things about him. So now I've got movies that were actually inspired by mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. So take it away. So we got Psycho, which came out in 1960. Um, Arthur Robert Block lived 35 miles from Plainfield, and the novel was written in 1959. Even though Block didn't know about him at the time, Norma Bates and Gein both had the mother complex and lived in isolation with heavily, a heavily religious mother that dominated them. When their mother died, both men descended into madness to keep her alive in their minds, sometimes becoming their mother and committing murders because of it. Yeah, I feel like probably out of all the ones that we're going to talk about, that even though, have you ever seen Psycho? Mm -hmm. Even though it wasn't so, like, nipple belty. Yeah. He was very much, like, controlled by his mother. So I feel like this is the closest thing to him. It's pretty much like, yeah, whenever you read it like that, it's very similar. Yeah. The next one is Deranged, uh, which came out in 1974. This is loosely based on Gein's life, which follows Ezra Cobb, who begins a string of murders and grave robberies after his mother's death. Yeah, I've never seen that movie. No, me neither. And then we have The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which came out in 1974 also. Uh, Leatherface was a more gruesome version of Ed Gein. Instead of focusing on the relationship with his mother, it was more focused on the mutilation of people. Yeah, like he had some nipple belts for show. Oh, yeah. For show. Yeah. The next one, my favorite probably, is Silence of the Lambs. Everybody, whenever they think of Silence of the Lambs, they think of Hannibal Lecter. Mm -hmm. But Buffalo Bill was a serial killer they were trying to catch. Have you ever seen Silence of the Lambs? It's been a long time ago. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. It's one that is deep. Like you, I feel like you pick something else up every time you watch it. They said that one, like, Picture of the Year or something. It was, like, the last time a horror movie's won. Best Picture, yeah. It was a good, really good. Like, I'll never forget at the end... She's down there with Buffalo Bill. She figures it out who he is, and he turns off all the lights and has those um, those night vision goggles, mm. and he's like right there with her and just doesn't touch her, and it's ooh, it freaks me out. Yeah, it's very unsettling. Anyway, so Buffalo Bill is a killer who attacks overweight women and skins them to create a bodysuit for himself. And this movie actually has a lot of serial killers in it. Um, Jerry Brudos was a necrophiliac who strangled four women and dressed up in their clothes. Ted Bundy, who pretended to be injured to get victims in the movie Buffalo Bill, has a broken arm, asks her to help him load, I think, a couch, Mm -hmm. wants her to get in first, and then shoves her in. That's basically the exact same stuff Bundy would do. Yeah, that's pretty sick. Gary Heidnick uh, kidnapped and raped and tortured six women and held them in a pit. He held her in a pit. Ed Kemper, who killed his grandparents just to see what it felt like. Gary Ridgway, who dumped bodies of his first five victims in the Green River, it was known for inserting objects into the corpses. Ugh. And Buffalo Bill would, did the the moths, you know? Yeah. Um, of course, these were made after him, Ed Gain. <laughs> the movie Ed Gain. Um, Ed what? Ed Gain! Nice, nailed it. Okay. There was, <laughs> there was one in 2000 and one in 2007. And the one in 2007, Kane Hodder... You know, he played Jason. Yeah, he's he like, was actually Ed. Hmm. Crazy. And then our favorite, probably, between the two of us, House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Mm-hmm. Otis Driftwood, the one that you were wrong about. <laughs> Thanks. Um, Thanks for that. <laughs> is a direct reference to Ed. On several occasions, he wears his victim's skin, and he sculpts things of the, out of his victims and then gives them to the Captain Spalding Museum. Yeah. 
There's a lot of people that don't like uh, Rob Zombie as a director. Yeah. I. He's very, yeah, I can see why people don't. He's I don't know. Very dur- like, aggressive. There's a lot of cussing. And a lot of like images that you don't normally, like House of a Thousand Corpses is probably one of my favorites. Um, but like in The Devil's Rejects, whenever they're in the hotel room and they just are killing those people, like that's very, it's very real and graphic and it's very gritty. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very not. And it just feels like that could happen. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I feel like the, the lack of remorse that's there, it's just, I that's don't know. the scary part. Yeah, it is. They don't care. I about like anything. Halloween movies too. A lot I of people did didn't like those. Really, just my dog just farted all over the place. <laughs> my God, how rude! Ew! Get out of here, little girl. She's a beano. <laughs> um, but Pretty yeah, cute though. I liked I liked the Halloween ones too. I did too. I like how the first one like focused on his childhood, which kind of like explained yeah. why. And that how kid that happened. Creepy. He was real good. Yeah, played that, that very well. Or what's his name? Dr- to something with a D. I have no idea. I just know that Katie killed was. The kid from Spy Kids. Yeah, Spy Kids. Yeah. yeah. Junie. Junie. Yep. All right. Well, to cite our sources, I use wiki, criminalminds.fandom.com, edwardtheodoreedgain.weebly.com. You are crushing the gains. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Said it again? Shit. Tonsoffacts.com. Heavy on the gain. Gain. I just, my mouth doesn't work that way. Um, okay. So sorry. <laughs> To all the times I said gain when I really meant gain. Yeah. Gain. Okay. Okay. So that is Mr. Gain. <laughs> nice. Thank you for listening. Be on the lookout for the uh, giveaways. We'll be posting on Instagram. So if you don't follow us on Instagram, yeah. do that. And Mystery if you History can. Podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mystery History Podcast on Instagram. Yeah, that's what we are. That is what we are. And whenever you, you know, even though you might have participated in the last one and didn't win you can always participate in these ones we're asking you guys to tag three of your friends hopefully they will follow us and enjoy us as much as you do mm-hmm. try to maybe tag some different folks that every time that you enter yep. um to get the word out mm-hmm. so but yeah we'll keep doing those and yeah and then make sure to look out for the the survey Oh yeah, the the twenty five. Would you pay twenty five cents to see it at Gein's backseat? <laughs> You're really trying. I'm really trying. <laughs> it's not working. All right, we well, all have a good week, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.